my name is Autumn Dixon and this week is November 21st through the 27th and we are partially in the book of Jonah in the Old Testament. Now most of us know the story of Jonah, but just in case I'm going to recap it pretty quickly. So Jonah was a man who was called by God to go and preach to the people of Nineveh. So he didn't want to go to Nineveh because they were technically the enemies of Jonah's people, the enemies of the Israelites. So Jonah didn't want to go. So he goes and he gets on a ship and physically tries to run away from God. So he gets on the ship to go to Tarshish, or however you say that, <laughs> to go to Tarshish. And a huge storm comes up and starts blowing the ship around. And the sailors that are on the ship with Jonah are all scared to death because they're pretty sure they're going to die and, and they're sinking. And so they cast lots. They find out that it's Jonah's fault <laughs> that the ship is sinking. And Jonah assures them, toss me overboard and everything will be fine. And they're kind of nervous about it, but they toss him overboard because he insists. And sure enough, as soon as he's tossed overboard, the storm quiets down. Well, Jonah is swallowed by a big fish, he spends three days in the belly of the fish, he prays, the fish spits him out onto land, and Jonah goes to Nineveh to preach. But that's not the end of Jonah's story. So Jonah goes, he preaches, and apparently does a really good job because the city of Nineveh repents and, and starts to work towards the Lord. But Jonah is super annoyed about it, <laughs> and he doesn't want them to repent, and he doesn't want them to receive mercy because they're his enemies. So he's annoyed about it. The Lord gives this really cool object lesson to try and teach Jonah about the Lord's mercy. Now, Jonah was guilty of a couple of different things throughout this story, right? I mean, physically trying to run away from God, thinking he knows better than God, not really believing in Christ's mercy or the atonement, right? Um, hating people. And, but even though these are all different flaws, it kind of all boils down to one thing, and it's that his heart was in a bad place, right? It was bitter and resentful. It was hard. <laughs> it all pretty much boiled down to his heart and where his heart was. Now, what I want to focus on for this video is what Jonah would have missed if the Lord hadn't reached out to him. What would Jonah have missed if he had just kept his heart hard the entire time? What would he have missed out on? And as we go throughout the story, we can see partially what Jonah missed out on because he kept his heart hard. And I want to talk about this because if we can understand what Jonah's missing out on, maybe we can better understand that there are things that we are missing out on when we choose to withdraw or withhold our hearts from the Lord. So there were... Two things that Jonah did wrong. Well, two, I guess, categories that I'm going to break this up into. One, there was a point when he was not following the commandments at all, where he was running away to Tarshish. He was literally, literally physically running away from God and not following the commandments at all. The second one was when he was following the commandments wrong. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that. But we're going to talk about the first one first. So not following the commandments at all. What do we miss out on when we don't follow the commandments at all? Well, this section is actually going to be extremely short <laughs> because the Lord didn't really lay it out, right? We know that Jonah went and preached to Nineveh and that he had lots of successes, but we don't have like a list of all the miracles that he was able to see because he went and because he kept the commandments. And we didn't see, I guess, the growth that might have come to Jonah as he had to work really hard. We don't no details, specific details of what Jonah missed out on. However, 
This section is also short because we have a pretty good idea of what happens when you don't follow the commandments at all. When you reject the commandments and you reject the Lord Jesus Christ, which is exactly what Jonah was doing. He's saying, I don't want what you're telling me, even though I know who you are. I, I don't want it. You lose everything, right? That's why this section is short. It's because we can sum it up. When you don't, when you purposely rebel against the Lord and you don't want him, you lose everything. Now, this second section, following the commandments wrong. This section is going to be much longer because I feel like most of us are more guilty of this one than we are of the first one. Or at least if you're watching these videos, it's more than likely you're more guilty of the second that we are more guilty of the second one than the first one. So Jonah was spit out by fish and he went to Nineveh and he followed the commandments, right? He followed the commandments and he went and preached to the Ninevites. And obviously he was doing enough that he had the spirit with them, with him because they repented and they listened and they gained testimonies of Jesus Christ. And so Jonah did a really incredible work incredible work even though he hated them he did an incredible work among them among them and he had the spirit with him and but there's something I want to read the verses so when the Ninevites did repent when they did turn around and follow Jesus Christ and the Lord decided to be merciful to Nineveh this is how Jonah responded. So this is Jonah chapter four, verses one through three. And this is kind of going to give you an idea of what I mean when I say that Jonah was following the commandments wrong. It says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I beseech thee, my life from me for it is better for me to die than to live so <laughs> to help you better understand what Jonah is saying here is he is saying that he rather die than watch the Nineveh receive the Lord's mercy <laughs> so he followed the commandments and he made all these sacrifices but he rather die he rather die than watch them receive mercy so we talked about in the first section if you don't if you purposely reject Jesus Christ, you lose everything. I want to argue <laughs> that even if you're keeping all of the commandments, if you are withholding your heart, you still lose everything, right? Now let me explain that. So Jonah was continuing to live in hell. Despite the fact that he had done all of the work, he was choosing to live in hell. And when I say hell, what I mean is he was choosing to separate himself from Christ and essentially separate himself from progression and separate himself from happiness. He was choosing to sit in hell even though he had done all the work. And if he continued to do this and he never changed his heart, he would continue to live in hell for eternity. If Jonah had simply let go of the fact that these people were technically supposed to be his enemies, if he had let go and if he had trusted the immense sacrifice that Jesus Christ had made, if he had trusted the atonement, it would have been hard to describe the depth of Jonah's joy. 
if he had been able to look at each Ninevite and look them in the eyes and see the joy that they were experiencing because of what he had done for them, to see the joy in their eyes because of what Christ had done for them, if he had just let go and given his heart up, like if he had just softened his heart, he could have developed incredible relationships with these people. And he could have honestly brought heaven to himself, right? And when I say heaven, what I mean is happiness, because that's really what heaven is. It's happiness. It's happiness and it's living with Christ. Jonah, if he had simply trusted the atonement and looked at these people, really looked at these people and softened his heart and just let it go, he could have brought heaven to himself immediately. I think sometimes we search for heaven and we wait for it, not totally realizing we can create it. We can create heaven. Now, I know that all of the eternal glory and that stuff, that'll come later when we actually get to the destination, the place that is heaven. But all the other characteristics of heaven we can experience now. If we choose to not only keep the commandments, but to give our hearts to the Lord. That's actually the part that matters the most, is to give our heart to the Lord. And Jonah refused. Jonah refused to be happy. <laughs> Literally refused to be happy. He, he did all the work. He kept the commandments. He made the sacrifices. He got up every day and he ignored his will. He went through the trials but he didn't actually give up his will. He didn't actually give his heart to the Lord. He continued to pout in hell. Now, he was not redeemed, right? Because part of being redeemed is that happiness and that closeness and that relationship with Christ. He wasn't redeemed because he wasn't letting his heart be redeemed and feel happiness. He wasn't changed by the work that he did. He did all of the work but refused the reward. <laughs> And if he didn't repent, if he didn't change and let go of his heart and give it to Christ, he would continue to live in this hell that he was creating for himself. He would continue to live in hell for eternity because Nineveh was going to heaven. <laughs> they had been changed and redeemed and they were feeling joy through Christ. They were experiencing heaven already. And on the other side, they were gonna go to the actual legit like destination of heaven. And if Jonah didn't change, if he didn't want to be with the Ninevites, he would have locked himself out of heaven. When he locked his heart away from the Lord, he was locking himself out of heaven and out of happiness. Both the kind you can experience on earth and the traditional one that everybody talks about. Now, like I said, I think that a lot of us can be guilty of this sometimes. I think we... There are lots of us who keep the commandments and we still wonder why we're so unhappy. <laughs> I think we do this on a smaller scale than we see exemplified in Jonah's example, in Jonah's story, but it is still the same sin we're withholding our hearts. We refuse to leave hell. We, which is funny because it really isn't actually our works that save us, right? We can see that Jonah performed the works but he was still living in hell. What it's really about is being able to give your heart to the Lord. And the Lord isn't going to force us. The Lord's not going to force salvation on us. 
if we continue to keep the commandments without our hearts, if we continue to kind of resent the Lord for what he's apparently taking away from us, if we continue to refuse to see the happiness that could be ours, if we compare our righteous actions to the righteous actions of others, if we are continuously annoyed by not receiving enough recognition for the good that we perform, then we're going to be unhappy for a long time. (laughs) And it's not because we're not keeping the commandments. It's because we're not giving our heart to the Lord. We continue to choose choose to live in hell. Giving your heart to the Lord is a gift. It can sometimes be difficult, right? Jonah saw the Ninevites as his enemies, and there were grounds for that, right? It wasn't just like he just saw them and hated them. There were reasons that that the Ninevites were enemies to Israel. But if he had been able to give his heart, it's a gift, right? Because it's only when we give our hearts that we can find this peace that Christ keeps talking about, right? I would almost say that peace doesn't come in keeping the commandments. Peace comes in giving your heart to Christ and the commandments can help you do that. One of the things one of the ways that I think we keep ourselves in hell and we continue to sit in hell is by not allowing the Lord to redeem us by holding on to the past mistakes that we've made. Instead of looking up and realizing that Christ paid for everything and allowing it to affect our lives. Now, giving your heart is a process. It's not a one-time event where you're like, okay, you have my heart. <laughs> it is process. It is a series of small decisions that happen over and over and over again. So it is essentially when a family member has wronged you and you decide to serve them, but in your heart, you're still keeping score. Like, okay, but I did something right, even though you wronged me. You're doing the commandment, but you're holding, you're holding on to your heart and you're keeping your heart away from Christ. It is when we choose to allow our past sins that we've repented of. It is choosing to let go of them, right? Giving your heart to the Lord means consciously choosing to be like, those sins aren't a thing anymore. The Lord took care of those. It is choosing to not only control your actions, but to control your heart. To when you approach service or you approach something that the Lord's asked you to do, to put your heart and to invest your heart into it. There's a verse in Alma 34, it's verse 31, and it talks about how the great plan of redemption can be brought about immediately. If we repent and soften our hearts. And I didn't always understand what that verse means, but I understand it now. And it's that when we soften our hearts, just like the verse says, and we give our heart to Christ, really give it to him, we start experiencing heaven immediately. We start to find joy and peace. We start to develop incredible relationships with other people, and we start to experience all these incredible characteristics that are heaven. 
the great plan of redemption is brought about to us immediately when we soften our hearts and give them to Christ. I am grateful for my Savior, Jesus Christ. I am grateful that he paid the price for the actions. I am grateful that because of his sacrifice, the state of my heart counts, right? That no matter how many mistakes I make, when it comes down to it on judgment day, it will be the state of my heart that matters to the Lord. I am grateful that he has taught me that I can experience heaven now. Now, when I look at my family and I see my husband playing with my children, or when I hang out with some of my best girlfriends, or when I hang out with extended family, that I am experiencing moments of heaven. I'm grateful that he has taught me that that is what heaven is. I'm grateful for my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.